The following podcast is a production of Structure Tech, the most highly rated home inspection company in the Midwest. I love my house. I love my house. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Structure Talk. I'm Bill Ulrich. Happy to be here today with Ruben Saltzman and Tessa Murray. And on today's program, we're going to not talk about home maintenance and things that you have to do that's really work kind of stuff. We're just going to spend a little time talking about some fun projects that we're all working on around our houses. Ruben, I think you've got some things going on in your backyard that, that you are pretty excited to share. Oh, always. No. <laughs> <laughs> my latest project, my neighbor convinced me, it's met a new neighbor, and he's like, yeah, all this stuff in your backyard, that's all buckthorn. You got to get rid of it. Oh. It's an invasive species, yeah. and you should get rid of it. I helped your previous owner take care of a bunch of it, but now it's back. I'm like, all right, well, that let's always do comes it. back. Buckthorn I, never goes away. Well, I started reading about it. I don't know what division of Minnesota, Minnesota Department of something or another, maybe forestry or something. Mm-hmm. They've got tons of information on their website, probably more than... Any other state, any other resource, there's a lot there. Is it DNR? It, that, that probably is it. Yeah, DNR. Mm-hmm. That's got to be it. And they talk about how to get rid of it. And they said it's a, it's like a multi-year commitment if you're going to get rid of this <sighs> stuff. It grows like wildfire and it is just, it's painful. I mean, they say buckthorn because there are thorns. Mm-hmm. You get all these little thorns. They leave slivers in your body. But whatever. I, I spent a couple of weekends tearing all that stuff out. I mean, cutting it. And I'll tell you what, greatest, just delighted with this tool. I've got I've got a reciprocating saw. It's a sawzall. It's a branded sawzall. Everybody knows what a sawzall is. They've got this new blade. I think Diablo makes this blade and it's a pruning blade for your sawzall. Oh my gosh, that is brilliant. It is. I mean, I've used my sawzall to cut branches and stuff like that so many (laughs) times, but finally they have a blade made just for this and it eats through the stuff. It's got like, you know, the teeth are like quarter inch teeth. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're huge. So it made swift work of all the buckthorn. I had a pile so ridiculous. It was like 20 feet high, 20 feet wide. I might be exaggerating a little bit. I mean, it was unbelievably large. Wow. And I ended up burning it. I Bonfire. burned the whole thing. Yes. I had to do it within the confines of my three-foot fire pit. That's <laughs> Took you that's, all weekend to burn that. <laughs> you know, it, it took about three hours. Wow. And I had people saying, you can't burn live wood like that. But I beg Why? to differ. I don't know. What? They're saying it's not going to burn well. But you get it hot enough, yeah, it'll burn. And it, it turns out you're not supposed to get rid of wood that way. I read the rules after I had already done it. So I'm not advocating this, but it worked. Is this from the city of city of Maple Grove? Maple Grove yeah. said you can't burn That's wood. That's what it says on their uh, on their rules. You can't burn brush and all that to dispose of it. In true man fashion, ask for forgiveness. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's yeah, one of my favorite phrases. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my projects. I got a lot going on, but I don't want to. Mm. That that wasn't even a fun one. That was just a yeah. Pain I was going to say butt. that didn't sound like a lot yeah. of fun. No, I got more fun stuff going on, but all right. I mean, Tess, you're, are you doing anything fun? I don't know if I would define it as fun. It's kind of mandatory. So as you guys know, Jay and I, we bought our condo like two years ago, built in the 1980s, and it had not been touched. You know, it was still original everything, original carpet, doors, bathrooms, all of that. So we came in and we decided we were going to completely update the whole thing. So I hope my neighbors aren't listening to this because we did. <laughs> in true man fashion, Bill, yeah. we uh, we did not ask for permission. We just went ahead and ripped out the kitchen, put in all new cabinets, all new appliances, temporary countertops, which 
It took us two years, but we finally have our island countertop now. It's plywood? Um, it's not plywood anymore. Oh, okay, it is, good. well, it was like a fake butcher block or a cheap butcher block. Now we actually have a like a quartz countertop. It's beautiful. It's white with a little bit of gray veining in it. Very pretty. And we still are going to, we're going to choose a different color countertop for the for the rest of the kitchen. So... That's still just a cheap laminate that's floating around, so don't lean on it too hard because it'll move. How's the relationship? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) you know what? That comes down to, I was going to talk about our bathroom. And so being in a condo, it's difficult to, we don't have, you know, the workspace to set up all of our tools and stuff. Luckily, our condo has two porches. Ruben, you've been to it. Oh, yeah. So we've got these porches that have sliding glass doors between like the dining room, living room onto this porch. It's fully enclosed. And then there's more French doors on the outside of the porch. So it's actually potentially a really nice space to kind of hang out, you know, and it's nice weather. You can open up the doors but that has been converted into our workspace so jay has all of his tools set up in the porch off of our dining room kitchen area so when you walk in our living room you see all the tools set up out there you know the table saw the chop saw everything um it's a complete disaster but, but that's where we... But your kitchen turned out beautiful. Oh, thank you. I mean, you. I've been well, there. I saw not, it when it was done. It's not quite done yet. But but yeah, that's where all the all the magic happens. And then uh, we still have the bathroom to finish, the master bathroom. And we've got some trim pieces, you know, that'll probably never be installed. Who's, who's the designer <laughs> and who's the fabricator? You know, I'm the designer. Jay is the fabricator. Oh. Yeah. And... We've tried to both work on these projects together. And... It, it's so frustrating. We don't work well (laughs) together on projects. And so, you know, he wants to do things his way. And then I'll come in and I'll be like, well, you should do it this way. That'd be easier. And then he gets really angry. And then we both end up getting mad at each other. So I just, you know what? I let him do it his way. (laughs) It seems to be much better. Uh, on that topic, you know, my wife and I got a, a, a new home and, and we did we did a lot of stuff before moving in. And, I mean, when I say new, I mean new to us. And one of the things was the flooring. And my wife was like, no, we're doing it ourselves. I'm doing it. And she did. She tore out all of the old wow. flooring, put down new flooring. It was this LVT, luxury vinyl mm, tile, they yes. call it. Seems yep. like an oxymoron. Luxury, luxury vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. I know what you're but talking about, Whatever. Though. It's what it's called. Yeah. And she's putting all this stuff in, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. And she knocked it out, and it's wow. gorgeous. And I helped her with a little bit of it. But I remember one day I had stopped by, like, on my lunch break or something to see how it was going. It's my wife, and my dad's over there. He's doing other stuff. They're both over there working. And I was like, Oh, Anna, you know, I got to point out like the one little one that's like crooked or something. It was like a grain of sand. I was like, this didn't go together right. And I don't remember what she said, but I'm I'm sure it wasn't fit to be repeated. (laughs) (laughs) It was was loud. And I was like, yeah, okay, I think I'm done. You know (laughs) what? I just left. I'm like, all right. That's hilarious. Jay's going to hate me for telling this story, but don't worry. He probably won't listen to this podcast anyway. Let's be real. He also decided to do our flooring in our condo and it was it was all carpet throughout the whole thing except for the front entry and we decided to rip that out and just do a laminate like a, a wood. And for any of you guys that know him, he he's pretty particular about things and and he even I would say to the extreme maybe a little OCD. And he and I were starting to work on laying out the floor and we got about 
halfway across the main living space and he was looking at it and he's like you know I don't like the way that this is this last piece of wood is gonna fall against the wall he's like I don't want to have a tiny little strip of wood he's like I want to do a full plank he's like that's gonna drive me nuts I can't just look at a little strip of wood the whole Mm -hmm. time so and I was like it doesn't matter no one's gonna look at it you know I'll put the baseboard on not a big deal it's fine he's like no that'll just drive me nuts knowing it's there he's like I'm gonna rip it all out and start over again and I was like you've got to be kidding me so two days later (laughs) he's gotten to that point and he's got a couple pieces left until he gets to the wall he's done the whole house and he looks and somehow he's miscalculated it (laughs) he's ended up with a tiny little strip of wood no (laughs) and I knew better so Ruben when you walked in and you pointed out that out to Anne I'm sure it just lit her fire I walked in and I saw that and I just turned around and walked right back out the other (laughs) way because he was so upset he couldn't sleep for like two nights and he was seriously debating about ripping it out and doing it again I said no you just have to leave it yes just don't look at your floor just don't look at your floor right right all right we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back I'm gonna talk about my little project which is really cute (laughs) (laughs) I love that Hi, everyone. Bill Ulrich from Structure Talk. We talk a lot about maintenance on the podcast. If you're like me, I'd rather be doing anything other than maintaining my house. Problem is, my neglectful nature can bring unexpected surprises. So what's a fantasy football fan like me to do? Punch! That's why I recommend Cura Home Maintenance. They actually like home maintenance, and they're happy to do it for you. For a couple dollars a day, they'll keep your home on track. They free you up to enjoy your weekends. Check them out at curahome.com. That's K-U-R-A home.com. Got to get back to the game. All right, we're back. You're listening to Structure Talk. So I've been eagerly sitting over here. This is Bill. I'm here with Ruben (laughs) and Tessa, and they've gone through their stories of all the fun little projects they're working on. And my wife and I have got our own little project that we're working on. She has assigned me to finish the basement, and I'm not going to talk about that because that's not what's interesting. But we've been on the search for, let's just call it the canned ham. So for any of you who know anything about old vintage RV campers, you all know that they're like the hottest thing right now. You cannot find one of these things. And if you find one, you better be on the spot to buy it. And it was a Friday, maybe five, six weeks ago. I was working at the computer and something popped up on Facebook. My wife's Facebook feed was open and there was a camper just popped up. And it was a 1968 Forester. And we call them canned hams. They're they're tiny little things. It's the body is 12 feet long. The overall length is 14 feet long. And I was like, wow, that looks great. So immediately I hit the guy with a message through Facebook and I'm like, hey, I want this camper. You know, what do I have to do? And he had no idea what he had. He put this thing up for sale. And within 25 minutes, he probably had 50 people tell him they want to buy it. So I immediately like cleared my schedule. I told the guy I'm on my way. I'm going to pick it up. It was an hour and a half out. (laughs) I immediately got in my truck and 
first I had to clear it with my daughter. I'm like, Mina, what do you think? Is this good? Do you think well, mom would like this? you did not discuss this at all before this popped up on Facebook? You, you well, we had been... we'd been looking and oh, okay. it was just every time we'd find one, it'd be gone. And yeah. it was this just constant disappointment. So I'm like, <laughs> I have to act. And I got in my truck and I'm like, Mina, you need to monitor Facebook because it was my wife's Facebook and let me know if anything's happening. And then she calls me and he's like, the guy wants to know if, if you're really coming to get this because some lady wants to buy it instead. And I said, yes, I'm coming to get it. Tell him I've got the checkbook. I'm on my way. And she sends me back a note. She goes, he says he wants cash. I'm like, fine. Tell him I'm going to be five minutes late because I got to stop at the bank and get cash. I roared up to St. Cloud, pulled in this guy's driveway. It was beautiful. It was perfect. (laughs) It was this cozy little thing called a Forester. And I got like husband points coming out, you know, everywhere. (laughs) Bells and whistles going off. Oh, my God. This thing is so cute. But we're going to have to tear this thing down and rebuild it because mm. that's what the cool folks are doing. Yeah. They're not just leaving it. They're like restoring these things. I've got a guy in my small group at my church where he's showing me pictures. He's got the thing taken down to the frame. He's sandblasting the frame, Bill. Yes. I'm like, you're nuts. And, uh, wow. and now you're no. telling me this. No, yeah. there's a, there's Whoa, a there's true a, there's following trending. going on it's about trending. these things. Okay, wow. And yeah, yeah, this thing is ultimately going to end up way up north sitting on Rainy Lake and it's going to be like the honeymoon spot or whatever you want to call it. But this is the new project. But now I'm I'm like YouTubing how to fix the roof because there's a leak in the roof. Clearly, there's some damage on the wood, some rot kind of along the sides. Flex seal. No, 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 no. no. That'll fix everything, Bill. Right. So there's some guy on YouTube. If you're into this stuff, you get a kick out of it. He's just ripping on people like if you see cock on one of these. These things they're just ignorant people they don't know how to fix it because there's a true method to fixing this stuff and all the parts and all the pieces are all available but it just takes time and effort and so that's what we're working on the cozy little thing sleeps three people that's awesome yeah you got pictures can't have i i do but it's not going to help anybody who's hearing this story well, I'll, I'll put them this. on our post. I'll, I'll put them online. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, you can put it on the podcast link. Yeah. But yeah, it's I it's will. super cute. Sweet. I'm Even the carpet. The carpet is all 1970. It's like you're getting rid of that, right? No. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Keeping the 1970 shag. So when you were talking about your house, I was yeah. thinking. Do houses have more value if they actually have the original vintage charm when they were built? I mean, it depends on it what depends vintage. Depends on what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, hardwood floors. Yes. yes. Shag carpet. No. You Sorry, have to Bill. have shag. No. This Buildings. Is a... Yes. Vinyl flooring that's peeling up. No. no. I, I don't have any vinyl flooring in here, but it, it's super cool. They're cute as a button, and they pull like nothing. You could literally put a fat tire bike in front of this thing and pedal <laughs> off with it. Are you designing the inside, or is your wife? Well, no, we're just redo what was there. Oh, okay. Because you, you can't design it. Oh, you gotta okay. You got to maintain true form here. Otherwise, you just get some crazy, crazy-looking thing. And those are all over the place, yeah. and people are still buying those, hmm. but they're going to tear those down and then rebuild them the way they're are you running an electrical through here? Yes. And guess okay. what? Oh. Guess what I found in my 1968 camper? I have no idea. Aluminum oh, come wiring. On. Yes. Ah. Aluminum ah. wiring. Ah. Yes. Good it call. came with, with aluminum wiring. And I'm debating if I should replace that for the four or six times a year that it's actually going to get used. Yeah. Good question. Hmm. It's yeah. pristine. It's like. I think this thing's been plugged into an outlet maybe 20 times its whole life. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. We'll talk about aluminum wiring on another podcast. That's that's got to be an episode. Yeah. Yeah.
Yep. Okay, so you guys all know, I don't think there's many things that would prevent somebody from buying a house. It's just a matter of who's going to pay for that fix, but that's the one thing. I would never oh, consider a house wiring. with aluminum wiring. Okay. Even with the fixes, I would want it gone. Rewired. Yep. We yep. digress. Yes. Sorry. Another podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when we come back, Ruben's got two more stories, at least, of projects he's working on. And we'll come back and hear what he has to say. Hi, everyone. Bill Ulrich here with Structure Talk. Do you live in a home that has a homeowners association attached to it? Here's an interesting nugget. In 2019, Minnesota passed a law that requires all HOAs have a preventive maintenance plan in place. What's that you say? I know, right? And what's necessary is clear as mud. At Structure Tech, we put together an affordable solution to help HOAs meet this obligation. If your association isn't talking about this, they should be. Check out how we can help at StructureTech1.com. We've been working closely with management companies all year to come up with a win-win-win to meet this new requirement. Let us know if we can help at StructureTech1.com. We're back. You're listening to Structure Talk, brought to you by Structure Tech. I'm Bill Ulrich, alongside Ruben Saltzman and Tessa Murray. And we've just been going through some of the front projects we've been working on, on a personal level. And uh, Ruben, he already went through the Buckthorn story, but uh, I think he's got something more interesting Yeah, for the us. Buckthorn, that sucks. Nobody ever wants mm-hmm. to do that. That's not fun, but I do have a really fun project. Maybe it wasn't fun, but it's I'm delighted with it. Let's put it that way. I've been in this house for about a year now. One of the most annoying things was the kitchen sink. It must have like 10,000 feet of piping in this home because you turn on the hot water at the kitchen faucet it and I, I timed it it took like a minute and 20 oh, seconds no. to get hot water that's what you get for ridiculous. buying a big house it's not even a big house <laughs> i think they ran the pipe in a big loop around the <laughs> perimeter of the home and then came into the middle and then crisscrossed and then went to the kitchen it's uh, i mean it's that's not annoying. a long run yeah. but it took forever to get hot water and i had the same thing in my last house and i fixed it by running a water line directly from the top of the water heater straight to the kitchen faucet because i had an unfinished basement and i used a three-eighths inch line now i'll warn you that doesn't meet code the minimum size supply line supply pipe is a half inch i went smaller than what's allowed because it was a straight shot it didn't affect water flow at all and it had reduced my hot water wait time down to about 10 seconds it was fantastic so i was kind of spoiled with my 10 second wait but I get into this new house, I got a finished basement, I can't do that. So I ended up buying a point of use water heater. It's it's a, like a little two gallon jobby. I think it cost me about 120 bucks. I got it at Home Depot. I think I had to order it online. They didn't have it in stock. They don't sell them in the store, but it's a little water heater. It's got a 120 volt plug. It just plugs into an outlet and it has water supply connections at the top. It's not traditional piping. It's just like the supply connector that you have for your faucet (laughs) so that's all it is and i I said anna i said to my wife i want you to time me i want you to see how fast this is going to go because i'm looking at it i'm like this couldn't be an easier project i kid you not it was less than five minutes start to finish to install this point of use water heater I mean, I just, I plugged it in. I disconnected the water line from the pipe coming up out of the floor, connected it to the water heater, connected another one to my faucet, 
done. That's all there was to it. And of course, the huh. TNP discharge tube. I put a little okay. tube on the side yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. I, nice. I, I did that. And that's it. So now I turn on my faucet and I have hot water in about a third of a second. It's the greatest thing in the world. Every day I go to wash my hands, my life is good. It's a great so, country we live in. It is. It I is. I mean, instantaneous. Hot right, water. right. Yeah, yeah. This, I, I'm more thrilled with that than anything. You know, the novelty, I've had this in there for about four months now, and the novelty still hasn't worn off. I'm still <laughs> delighted every time I turn it on, and it's instantly hot. How about your showers? Do you have to wait a couple minutes for those to heat up? You know, the, the water? My wife and I don't share a bathroom anymore. We just decided yeah. it's better. Makes if, things if easier if you have own. your own. Yeah. And so yeah. I've got the bathroom in the basement. Okay. And it's right next to the water so heater. Don't... So I don't no know complaints. how the other ones operate. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't know. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, so our condo has two bathrooms and two bedrooms, and we completely redid the the main bathroom kind of off the main hallway area. So that one is, you know, it, it's finished. We can use that. But the master bathroom has been <laughs> gutted for almost two years, which killed me. It kills me. It kills me. So, yes, I'm looking forward to having a finished bathroom. We're getting close. We, uh, we have everything tiled now. We kind of changed the configuration around, made the shower a little bit bigger. Jay's building a a vanity for the sink yeah it's coming along but we decided to hire out the tile installation and i'm really glad we yeah i'm really glad we did that because um knowing jay's perfectionism and my lack of you know tiling experience i knew that wouldn't turn out good and we've all seen houses that have bad tile jobs so (laughs) i don't know how jay found these people but It was a Serbian guy and his son who came and tiled our bathroom and very heavy accent, but great guys and very skilled at what they did. And they tiled the entire shower surround from floor to ceiling and the entire floor of our bathroom, I think about 40, 50 square feet. Um, And they did that in, it took them two days. But what we decided to do was put in-floor heat down under the tile, which best decision ever yes pat myself on the back well done you know and and now i'm worried because we've already talked about this between you and i but jay likes to keep it warm in our condo like really warm in our condo i love jay (laughs) (laughs) he complains when it gets like below 75 i'm not even kidding he'll go to bed with sweatshirts on he'll wrap himself in a blanket you know he'll just be whining (laughs) you should get him some of those eve coil or wrap them in heat heat tape yeah yeah, I'll put him in contact with Steve Cool. So it was my idea to do the in-floor heat, and he was like, oh, no, it'll cost more money. And now that we've done that, it is on all the time, and it's cranked up, too. And I'm like, Jay, we don't even use this bathroom yet. It's not even finished. And he just goes in there, and he likes to just stand in there and, like, warm up his feet. You know, it's just like, oh, man. What did I? I haven't tracked our electricity bills yet, but you, I'm sure it's costing us. I love us. it. <laughs> Ruben's got a device for you that you can put in into your uh Electric oh, the panel. sense. Yeah, the yeah. sense. It'll tell you when that thing kicks on. Really? Yes. You can oh, monitor yeah, yeah, yeah. all I, of your I electricity usage. That's another discussion for a different day. Yeah. We're kind of running out of time here. But my one question is, do you guys do anything but work on your houses? Like, what are your hobbies? It seems like go to work and then work on your house. I don't actually. To be honest, it's Jay working on the house. Okay. And, right. and he's been busy too. So that's why we have construction zone after two years. Yeah. For, <laughs> for me, my, my time spent working on this stuff is a few hours on Saturdays. That's it. That's okay. the only time I work on my house, right. basically. I wish right. I had more time. but yeah. Well, next time we'll get back to the regular grind of talking about home inspections. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. 
For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech1.com.